What's up, y'all? This is Jay Jock. Welcome to another episode of Hawks on the Hardwood, part of the MTMV Sports Podcast Network. So today I'm going to go over a little bit of a recap concerning the games that were played so far um, this week. But I'm also going to talk about the two veterans that were added to the Atlanta Hawks roster this season. Of course, I'm talking about Jeremy Lin and Vince Carter. So you don't want to miss that. So let's get it in. All right, so let's jump right into the recaps. So Atlanta played very well on Saturday when we won against the Heat. Trey got 24 points, 15 assists, and 5 rebounds. He shot 47% from the field. He struggled again at the three-point line. He was only connecting at about 25%, but still, overall, a very good line for a rookie, especially. Tarian broke out of his slump finally. He hit 45% of his shots for 15 points. Overall, it was a good win for Atlanta. So we then played in Charlotte, and we played pretty well until really the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, we started to kind of fall apart a little bit. So we did lose the game 102 to 113. However, I don't think this was really a bad game for Atlanta. We just simply lost. According to Richard Walker of the Associated Press, Charlotte's coach actually gave Atlanta some props. He gave us some credit in regards to our defensive intensity. To me, that's very important since really this has been our main problem. This has been our Achilles heel is our defensive intensity. So we had... A few players that were really hustling out there. And really, we do have a few players that are really hustling and showing a lot of passion for defense um, throughout the season, um, at least in some regards. So, Bazemore is actually tied for sixth in the NBA in loose balls recovered. And DeAndre Bembry is 11th in the league in deflections. Alex Lynn is 21st in the league in contested shots. So they're doing good in some areas. But overall, I think everybody would agree. Our defense really needs to gel. Something needs to happen with our defense. Especially when you look at the Detroit game that we played last night. Which I'll get into a little bit later. But... Pierce actually, Coach Pierce actually started all three rookies, and each rookie in this Charlotte game looked pretty good out there. Jeremy Lin, in my opinion, was easily the best player on the court that day. Um, he's, he got 19 points and two steals in only 18 minutes, so he was very efficient. He almost shot 78% from the field. In my opinion, you probably should have seen the floor a little more. I think, and I've seen some other people say this on Twitter, I agree. I think it's time to start Jeremy Lin at the two. We'll see what happens. Now, after that, we played the Knicks. And we showed some growth despite a losing effort still. So Amari, he played great. He got 18 points and 10 rebounds. In my opinion, Atlanta played hard for the most part, but they just couldn't stop Tim Hardaway Jr. again. He got 34 points and really just dismantled Atlanta. He was just playing great. We had nobody that can really stop him. Trey again struggled from three, but he was able to get a decent line because, I mean, his ability to get guys to score. His passing ability is really something that even when Trey can't score, he's able to get other guys the ball in places where they can score. So it makes him um, always valuable on the court. So 
really Trey and one of one of the things that I was worried about Trey and I think everybody was and if you remember I mentioned this even back before we drafted him was his ability to finish at the basket and his first few games also he seemed to have trouble at finishing at the basket he get bumped around and he wouldn't be able to score when he was driving to the lane now I know you might have seen some um, memes and whatnot on Instagram or um, Twitter saying that Trey Young is now in the top five in the league in regards to scoring while driving to the basket. I'm happy to say that he is not top five anymore because that stat was pulled last Monday. I just pulled the stat myself. He is actually number one in the league in field goal percentage in regards to scoring while driving to the basket. Um, This is for players that drive at least 10 times a game. So Trey Young is at 61%. When he drives to the basket, Giannis is second now at 60.7% followed by Russell Westbrook. So that's some big, that's a pretty big deal because I thought that was going to be Trey's main weakness, but it's something he excels at. So very surprised and very happy that Trey Young is doing that. So now on to the Pistons game. There's not too much to say besides we just played horrible. We shot badly. We defended badly. It was just bad all around. We shot 25% from three and Detroit was just hitting from three. They're just hitting their threes everywhere. We could not stop them out on the perimeter behind the three-point line. There's something we need to do. We need to watch some tape, figure out what had happened and the breakdown there defensively because yes they were shooting good but they were shooting good not just because they're three-point shooters because they're not a really good three-point shooting team they were against us there's a reason why they were against us we came out there looking really flat um and we just could not recover after that first quarter that first quarter was just bad so it was just a bad shot a bad guy a bad game overall it's bad to watch but We'll rebound, I'm sure. We'll get a little bit better. Like I said, Jeremy Lin really started playing much better around the end and started bringing us back so it was respectable. We started playing better defense, getting um, getting the ball back, um, rebounding better, and then Lin would be able to score almost, almost at ease. He was scoring very easily, so it was almost automatic for him. And we got back to the, so that we, we did not lose at an embarrassing amount at least we we did play pretty bad though but it'll get better and I'm still still thinking that we're going towards the right direction with our team um we're definitely not going to be good unless a lot of things change but I mean it is what it is we're young so still excited about what's going to happen um as we continue to progress and become a better team but yeah that Detroit game it did not look good so really, I wanted to also recommend reading an article on TheAthletic.com written by Chris Kirshner, okay? And if you don't have a subscription to TheAthletic.com, um, I suggest getting a subscription. I actually got a subscription. Now, I'm not affiliated with The Athletic at all, so this is not like, this is just me personally talking about that. I um, I did subscribe to them and I have a um, link on my Twitter if you want to click on that you should be able to get a um, a discount that's not like me being promoted promoting athletic like um, officially they give that discount code to anybody that subscribes so I'm not being um, 
I'm not like in a partnership with them at all. But I do have just unofficially, they give this to everybody that subscribes to them, a link on my Twitter if you want to get a discount on a subscription to theathletic.com. If you scroll down on my Twitter, my Twitter is I am Jock. That's I A M J A E J O C. And if you want to get a discount, because like I said, this is a great source for news. Anyways, Chris Kirshner wrote this article and it's a really great read. It really gets into the current locker room situation in Atlanta. Apparently the Hawks players are getting very close as in they're getting close and building bonds and friendships. They have team dinners on the road and Jeremy Lin also conducts Bible studies at the team's hotel. And there's these have been outlets for the players to really get to know each other and bond as a team. Apparently, there were some locker room issues last year. Um, if you want to get some more info on what those possible issues were, listen to episode five of um, this podcast, of course. The episode five, I think, was back in May 19th. It was an episode that I did called Point Guard Problems. It kind of revolves around a lot of issues, mainly on Dennis Schroeder. And the article by Chris Kirshner also mentions that there was some... Um, I guess hints that a lot of the dissension last season was about Dennis Schroeder and also um, Dwight Howard. Anyway, those issues seem to be behind them, and it seems largely due to the fact that Schleck has gotten high character guys and mentors to really make this team special. So I wanted to highlight two of our newest members this season at the end of this podcast right now. So the two that seem to be mentioned and lauded really and praised highly as two players that seem to really be bringing this team together in this mentorship role is Vince Carter and Jeremy Lin. So we all know Vince Carter. He's an eight-time NBA All-Star, Olympic gold medalist, slam dunk champion, NBA Rookie of the Year. He was Florida's 1995 Basketball Player of the Year, Twyman Stokes Teammate of the Year in 2016. And as of now, He's almost scored 25,000 points in his career. He's also number 22 in most points scored in NBA history for his career. So that's Vince Carter. But what I want to focus on this episode is kind of Vince Carter off the court. He's the founder of the Embassy of Hope Foundation. He was recognized as the Child Advocate of the Year by the Children's Home Society in 2000. And he received the Florida Governor's Point of Light Award in 2007 for his philanthropy and just helping children and youth in their different struggles and whatnot. So his Embassy of Hope Foundation was established during his rookie season and it has donated $1.9 million in scholarships to children in the United States and Canada. Every year the foundation donates well over 100 baskets of food and gifts to needy families during the holiday season. They've raised thousands upon thousands of dollars to give towards cancer research and the community. Among other things, he's donated $2.5 million to his former high school. And then they coincidentally, or of course, after that, they renamed their athletic center after him. He seems to be really the epitome of a good teammate looking for opportunities to mentor 
In fact, it was reported by that article that Chris Kirshner wrote that he actually sought out Coach Pierce because he wanted to give his starting spot to Amari Spellman. He felt like after he was mentoring Amari that Amari's now ready and he wanted to give Amari that chance. So to me, that's very humble of Vince Carter. And it shows how he's putting his teammates above himself. And that's something very special. So very glad that he's a hawk. And I also want to talk about Jeremy Lin. So, of course, Jeremy Lin is the only player in NBA history to record 20 points and 7 assists in his first 5 starts. He was the SB Breakout Player of the Year in 2012, and he was actually one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People in the World. So, I mentioned some of his um, philanthropy in, in, past, in a past episode, but I think it's worth going a little bit deeper. So Jeremy Lin started the Jeremy Lin Foundation during his stint in Houston. And on its description, the um, page states this. Compelled by his relationship with Jesus, Jeremy Lin founded the Jeremy Lin Foundation to love and serve children and youth by providing hope, empowerment, and leadership development. Because Jeremy believes God first loved us, we have the capability and opportunity to love others through our actions and giving of our resources. 1 John 316 through 18 and quote. So he's obviously doing this because um, he is a Christian, as we all know. If you follow Jeremy Lin, even just very lightly, you know that he is a, um, a very strong um, Protestant Christian, and that fuels a lot of um, what he does in his mentorship role and um, his um, philanthropy efforts. Also, the foundation partners with EPA Made, a nonprofit in California that provides on the job coaching, accountability, positive community, life skills, hope of redemption, and financial sustainability to young mothers. He also partners with Street Code Academy, which trains youth and adults in order that they can have industry relevant technical skills in his old hometown of East Palo Alto, California. Or Palo Alto, California. He also works with Bayshore Christian Ministries, the Taiwan House of Dreams, and a lot of others. So he does a lot of work. Work with um, the Partnership for the Advancement and Immersion of Refuge- Refugees. Um, he hosts Thanksgiving dinners. He teamed up with One Day Wages to support um, girls and their their help them get the education needed to support their families and he raised $158,000 for that cause. A lot of other stuff too. Basically I'm just um naming these philanthropy efforts for two reasons. Um first of all just to kind of highlight what they're doing off the court and to show that we have some high character guys and I think that's really going to help the locker room gel together and that's something to look forward to. We don't have that dissension that we had in the past so maybe that will really help us be better as a cohesive team. I'm really hoping so. Also, I mean, it's close to the holidays and a lot of people around this time are thinking about donations and whatnot. Why not give back to the Jeremy Lim Foundation or maybe the Embassy of Hope at this time um, where a lot of people are doing donations? Because it's almost Thanksgiving now and that's just what kind of happens during the holidays. So that's all I really have for today. If you want to hit me up and talk more about sports, 
My name once again is Jjock and I go by I am Jjock on Instagram and Twitter. That's I A M J A E J O C. And this was the Hawks on the Hardwood podcast, part of the MTMV Sports Podcast Network. I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.